Good morning, ladies, or good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be, or whatever time it is while you're listening to this. I am Dr. Melissa Rich. This is the podcast, Taking Care of Your Temple. We are on episode 25, and I have an amazing guest today here, my friend Amy Kelly. Yes. And um, we are going to be asking her a lot of questions later and getting her story, which is very interesting. So I'm going to do a little introductory for the podcast for those of you who have not listened to it before. The objective of this podcast is to help women improve their relationship with God regularly. We do that by using his power, grace, strength, wisdom, all those things to improve physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And I say that in a different order every time, but you know, yeah, I know I get them in there. They all have value. Yes, they do. And we do this by using the following four principles. One is we keep our focus on God. This is something that I just keep thinking should be so easy and it never is. You know, you just keep getting distracted and you chase rabbits and Mm -hmm. yeah. So I have to keep pulling myself back, pulling myself back. The second, acknowledge that we are not enough on our own. I think as parents, we figure that out really quickly. Yeah, He puts us on our knees. Yes. Yes. He wants us on our knees. Our kids push us too. Yes. Yes, they do. So the good thing is we don't have to do it on our own. We just have to ask him for his help and he provides it. Thankfully. Grateful. Next, remembering that it is about progress, not about perfection, which is amazing news. Thank goodness. And then the fourth one is to work on consciously changing our thoughts, the messages that we give ourselves, because those are so important. And if we're giving ourselves a lot of toxic, negative messages, we're going to feel negative. You know, your brain will seek to prove what you think and what you speak. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know this because you do speaking a lot. Yeah, I do. Okay. And also this time, this is something new. I found a verse for the podcast that I love. First Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? That is perfect for you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm that on our mirror at home. Do you? Oh, (laughs) we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Every morning. So (laughs) Amy and I know each other because we're both in a couple of different organizations here in Waco. One is WOW, Women of Waco, and another is FEW, Female Executives. executives. I always want to say entrepreneurs, but it's executives. Could be both, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Executives. Female executives of Waco. Right. Um, also, we have a bond because we both speak Spanish. Hey, see, love out of that. See, <laughs> and well, we go to the same church. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. Go to the same church. Yeah, yeah. So we have lots of common ground. We both have two kids, although mine Her. are older than yours. Yes, mine are younger, and I'm older. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk well, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So Amy is a graduate of Baylor University, which is right here in Waco. Did your husband go to Baylor? He did. Tell me there. Yes. Okay. And his dad taught there in the economics department for 49 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. Is he still there? No, he retired and we kidded, we joked with him like, why couldn't you finish 50? But he retired. <laughs> really? He hit 49. Yeah. I think he was about 78 or 79 when he retired. And yeah, he's big, big economics guy in Waco. And he was always the speaker at the chamber economic. What's his name? Uh, Tom Kelly, Dr. Kelly. I have heard Uh, that name before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very prominent and knowledgeable, very knowledgeable. In fact, one of the first times I met him many years ago, he sat me down with an economics textbook and asked me some questions. Oh, (laughs) I think I passed. I'm still in the family. Yeah. (laughs) Really good. Okay. So Amy's first profession was uh, in education, teaching first grade, fourth grade, Spanish, and then ESL, which for those of you who are not in Texas is English as a second language. Is that correct? Yeah. That can be worldwide too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because I think of Spanish, but 
you probably had a lot of kids from other countries other than Latin Correct. American ones. Yeah, most of my kids were from Mexico. And in fact, my third year teaching in Waco ISD, all of my kids were emerging the bilingual program. So they were all, they all were Spanish speakers at home. When I moved to China Spring, I was teaching kids that had a, uh, you know, home language survey right. that was not English. And then, um, but we had two from China and then one that was adopted from Russia. So okay. it's easy for me to, you know, speak Spanish to my kids from yeah, yeah. that speak Spanish. But it's interesting because my brain would want to speak Spanish to my kids from China and Russia. It's and they like, probably didn't get it. No. And I realized real quickly that that yeah. wasn't working, but it's <clears throat> ESL is great. I love it. Good. Okay. And your last six years, you were the ESL coordinator and teacher in China Springs. Now you don't live in China Springs still, do you? No, I have always lived in Woodway. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I I thought. Drove out there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great school district. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Amy is a director with Mary Kay Cosmetics. We'll talk about that more in a minute. She started her business in 1999. So how many years is that? 25. Wow. In my 25th year. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, She started doing this so she could uh, be a work from home mom. Now, I said that Amy's a director. That's a position that only 2% of the consultants reach. So that's pretty impressive. Thank you. How long did it take you to get to there? Do you know? Great question. So I told when I joined the business, I told my director who was out of San Antonio that I would work it for a year. I loved the product, knew I was 10 years and committed to using the product and how it helped my skin. But I, you know, kind of was a snob and had a college degree and it wasn't in selling lipstick. So I thought I'll give this a year. I had done this other home-based business and, and it was not fun. Um, So I was kind of obnoxious. Uh, Anyway, so I gave it a year and within nine months, and we can talk about this later, but um, I had earned my first car. And at the end of that first year, nine months, nine months. Wow. Yeah. Um, And so at the end of the first year, I had promoted myself to that director position. And it was fun. I mean, I was not going to leave. You didn't so, waste time. No, do it fast, right? Fast is guess, fun. Yeah, I guess you when you find something that you love and you yes. know it, there's no yeah. point in messing around. I mean, when they reward us the way that they do yeah. and they incentivize, yeah. is that the word or incent? Incentivize. No, yes. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah then you're going, I mean, I never knew I enjoyed incentives and prizes because sadly in teaching, we don't get many, no. you know, and it's not sad. nearly as yeah. many as teachers deserve. Right. Correct. My husband's a teacher. So I uh, 100% yes. agree with that. Yes. Well, and I think this is a total aside, but I think during COVID, one of the good things that came out of that is so many people yes. realize teachers are underpaid and underappreciated. High five. Huge one. Huge <laughs> yes. one. Because they are. Yes. I mean, it's, it's so not true. a job for the faint of heart. No. And, and sadly, and this could be another topic, but there is there is this exodus of teachers that are oh, I leaving. Know. I they know. are leaving the profession. Yeah. Um, I have many, many teachers still in the profession and it's going to get to a crisis level. I know. Yeah. Before we do something. Yeah. Well, they, they have to start with their pay. They have to start. Yes. Paying yeah. Right. What they're worth. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay. So you retired from teaching two years after you started Mary Kay right. and you've been a leader with the company ever since. Right. I love this. You have earned the use of 14 career cars. You're currently driving your 18th Cadillac. Yes. That's amazing. It's crazy to hear on paper. Yes. And yeah. just so blessed. So, so blessed. We are in qualification for our ninth pink Cadillac right now. Okay. So the question I have to ask, yeah. if you earn a pink car, whatever it is, three years in a row, do you just have three pink caddies in your 
driveway right. or do you turn one in and get a new, I mean, how does that work? I get that question a lot. So it, it it's a lease. So every two years okay. you have to go through a qualification process. I see. And then you, there's three car levels. Of course, my goal is the, the, of course, best, the best one. one. Yes. Yeah, and, and you even have an option to take cash ah. or the car. And so I'm actually taking cash right now. Okay. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Cause I'm having to buy a car for a teenager now. So and he probably doesn't want to drive a pink car. You know what? He probably would, but he he has he has <laughs> we joked that he would want to paint it black. Oh yeah. 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 Kind of defeats the purpose. It does. I know. <laughs> I know. Yes. Okay. So um Amy has earned a spot in the National Court of Sales. I don't know what that is, but it sounds really impressive. It is, yeah. For the past 21 years, consistently being recognized in the top 10, top 10 in the nation. Right. Among oh. directors, yes. Among directors, yeah. yeah. Well, that's you know, the cream of the crop anyway. Yes, yeah. In 2019, she was number two in sales in the nation. I am so impressed. Thank you. Who beat you? Well, that's a source story. <laughs> I'm in Sorry. therapy for Melissa. No, I'm not. But, uh, I should be. No, I, my goal, and we'll talk about this through our story, but is in, in Mary Kay, when you are number one, my goal is never to be number one, just to be number one. Yeah. That doesn't excite me. Well, I mean, it's fun. Trust me. And you do get yeah, some yeah, cool prizes. But with our company, one of the rewards of being number one at the end of this year is you get to come on this giant stage in front right, of right. 10,000 people and your family comes on the stage with you oh. and you get to talk and yeah, you get yeah, to share yeah. your story, kind of, of like what I'm doing with yeah. you today. <clears throat> and so my goal was to bring my family on stage yeah. and we built our family through adoption. And Mary Kay is a huge part of our story. And yeah. so I was on target to be number one was tracking number one. And I forgot to place a $300 order. We were on vacation. Oh, Amy. I know. And so, so it's not a good story, but sorry. God, God look, God look gives how, me opportunities just like this. Look how close you were though. Oh, I mean, my goodness. I actually probably beat her, but there's a cap every month. And oh. uh, cause the next month I had an amazing month anyway, it's okay. God's good. Uh, but, and my, we, we snuck my kids in. Don't tell Mary. <laughs> Uh, but we we snuck them in. I had already bought my daughter's dress for the stage, so I mean that's how done it was. Yeah, like it was done. Um, and so she and my son were on like right down at the bottom. They not on the stage, but at the bottom, yeah. and they were taking pictures. And you know, my daughter was I think five at the time, and she was like, "Mommy's the queen." You know, she didn't know, <laughs> but yeah, it was sad. I cried a lot of tears over that one. But that's still, I mean, an sure. amazing I accomplishment. Goodness. And I won't tell you what my husband said because it wasn't nice. He said, if you're not number one, no, if you're not first, you're last. What? Joking, joking. He's, he thinks he's funny. I know. I yeah. Okay. So Amy is also recognized as a top leader annually at their Dallas seminar. I'm sure finishing in the half million circle of achievement in 2022. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Now your other job, you own impact success coaching and you bring tips and training to business, to businesses and individuals for the past 15 years passionate about sharing personal and professional growth opportunities. And she believes that school is never out for the pros. And we'll talk about that. I want to ask you some questions about that in a little bit. So she's trained a lot of local businesses, including Central National Bank. Sturdy okay. Steel. Thank you. Sturdy Steel, Brazos River Authority. And she was one of the featured speakers at a conference for HR, human resource mm -hmm. yeah, executives last year in Austin. Mm -hmm. And she's a current uh, member and past president. I didn't know you were past president of a few yeah, female executives. Many times, yeah. I didn't know I'm that. I'm a 15-year alum. Wow. Yeah, like original. Wow. Member of Women yeah. of Waco. I knew that. Junior League of Waco. 
and served on many fundraising committees for Waco nonprofits in the past. Yeah. So she has been married to Kevin. And I mentioned that we go to the same church. Mm-hmm. Kevin and I sing in the choir together. I mean, we don't together. He's up on the back row with yeah. the men and I, you know, but. Right. No, but it's great. He loves it. Yes. Choir. Oh, I love choir. Yeah. Um, and he is a behavior intervention specialist for Lorena ISD for 25 years. What is, what does that mean? What does he do? So he's been 25 years is how long we've been married. Actually. Oh, I see. He, Sorry. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so he's a special education teacher. Okay. Uh, he was with Midway for 16 years okay. in Waco seven before that. So Waco, we both did Waco ISD for a little bit. And then he just moved to Lorena to, okay. he has a group of kids that are arted into his program, which means they're you know, through a meeting right. placed into his program that he works on specific behavior goals okay. with these kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. No curriculum other than that. So he went from teaching special ed math and science to helping to manage behavior of about 20. He years. seems though he's, I mean, I don't know him hardly at all, but he seems very good natured and he seems yes. like he'd be very patient. Very. He seems like yeah. he'd be a really good fit for that. He is. Yes. Huh? And he gets good practice with our teenager. <laughs> and this is the last thing. Two amazing children. Hannon is 17 and Cheris Karis. Karis uh-huh. is nine. Yes. Okay. That's it. All right. So now we're going to get into the questions. That was a little bit of the background. Yeah. So where did you grow up? What did your parents do? Do you have yeah. siblings? Tell me yes. about that. Um, grew up in lots of places. My parents are originally from San Antonio and my dad's job, he was in pharmaceuticals, but on the business side of it instead of okay. the sales and um, ended up moving to Ohio. We lived in Columbus, Ohio, and okay. then Richmond. Oh, Indiana first. I need, that's where I was born. Indianapolis, Columbus, Richmond, Virginia. So it kind of made a little circle around yeah. the east side of yeah. the U.S. And then they always wanted to get back to Texas because their parents were both in San Antonio. They went to the same elementary school, the same oh. church together. Oh. So they, he they had grew up together. They did. Yeah. Yes. Youth group. Um, yeah. So they had an opportunity to come back to Texas. He did through his job. And we landed at Canyon Lake, which is north of San Antonio. And that's where okay. I finished high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you said you and Kevin met at Baylor. We didn't meet at Baylor. So oh. I was already finished okay. and teaching okay. and he has free, had free tuition. Um, he'll take, oh, because his dad, right? Yes. And so that's a nice perk. I, I do. Yeah, I am aware of that. Yeah. Not a, not a dig on my husband, but he uh, finished in three terms, which we joke were Reagan, Bush and Clinton. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so he wasn't quite finished when I met him and I kicked his butt back. If I can say yeah. back into school and he finally finished. So okay. he was on a little hiatus when I met him. And I said, you have free, free school. What are you doing? You yeah. Know, you know how people sometimes just need a little extra yeah, yeah. direction. And you are so shy and retiring. I yes. can't imagine you yeah. saying anything like that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I've become less shy as I've aged. I, I was actually saying it sarcastically because yeah. you don't seem no. shy at Not all. Not anymore. I, I grew up more shy. Really? Yes. yes. And do, do you have brothers and sisters? I have a brother. Yes. He lives in Goldthwaite. Uh, okay. He is two years older than me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. And my mom, my mom lives here now. My dad, when they moved back to Texas, he worked here for about 20 years and then he developed skin cancer and oh. passed away. So oh, sorry. Uh, they were, it was sad because they were both going to move to Waco yeah. to be closer to, to right. both of us. And then his skin cancer came back. And so very sad. We were very close. Yes. And how long ago was that? He was 58. So 21, 21 years. Yeah. Too young. young. Very. So when you and Kevin met, was there like this instant attraction or were you just kind of, eh? That's a cute question. 
Um, no, we were, I love sports. He loves, which is a light word, <laughs> sports obsessed. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is good. I mean, I do too. Yeah. And so I went to a, I had a guy friend, a mutual guy friend that uh, we used to work out at the gym together and we were watching the all-star game, the baseball all-star game at his house and with some people and Kevin was there with his girlfriend. So no, ah. I was not, not, not interested. Okay. No, but we started, you know, over the months going out and, you know, doing things and um, yeah, I realized that there was an attraction there eventually. Yeah. He broke up with his girlfriend. First. I was going to ask. <laughs> figured. Yeah. Okay. So I know that you guys were trying to have children, right? When you were, you know, once you got married, that you had some serious health issues. I don't know. I shouldn't say come up. Some of them you already had. Right. Um, So I've got polycystic ovarian syndrome, heart condition, stroke. Tell me how all of that that order. Yeah. So after being married for three or so years, we, and I had started my business at this point too, and it was going well. And this is the Mary Kay business. Correct. Yes. And Kevin even encouraged me to do that. I was scared. See, I was very, I'm, I am the one that likes the comfort zone. I used to. Yeah. Not anymore. I mean, some things you've gotten, you've gotten more adventurous, right? Yes, we have to, we have to learn to do things that scare us. That's the only way we, Amen. the only way that comfort zone stretches, but you know, I was just a happy teacher and, but a poor one (laughs) anyway. Uh, So we, we were having trouble getting pregnant. So you start with a fertility specialist. I was going to a great guy um, in temple, making lots of trips back and forth. And um, you know, my Mary Kay business was was going very well. And so we just made the choice at that point for me to retire from teaching, have the opportunity to continue with these appointments because it's very time consuming. Yeah, I can imagine. Infertility is very time consuming. And so um, anyway, he he diagnosed the PCOS, which is a hormonal illness that you have for life that can prevent ovulation and, Uh you know, cause lots of other problems. And so... um, also then while I was, I had two ectopic pregnancies back to back, which are pregnancies in the fallopian tube. And they removed one of my fallopian tubes. And then I was preparing for IVF, which is in vitro fertilization. They have you on birth control for that to subdue your system. And then they will rev it back up. Well, anyway, I had just flown, was on the birth control and I had a stroke, um, just coming in from a Mary Kay trip actually. And so they had to determine why a 35 year healthy 35 year old would have a stroke. And they determined I had a hole in my heart, which is called a PFO, a patent for Raymond O'Valley. You learn about all these things. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And uh, so through that, um, it was determined that I needed to have heart surgery or it's a closure. They put a closure device into my heart. To close up that hole. Right. Yeah. And so I still have it. Hopefully it's. Still up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it still works. I carry yeah. a little card that shows, uh, yeah. you know, what my serial number is. So hopefully there's never a recall, but, um, anyway, so yeah. And then at that point that shut down our, you know, attempt to have a baby naturally or, right. you know, with help because I was on blood thinners and, you know, stro- pregnancy is already a stroke risk. And just oh, after having, I see, um, heart surgery, you know, my doctor wanted me to at least take a couple of years. And I was at this point, you know, approaching 36. Yeah. And so yeah. we had some wonderful friends in our lives, Shelly and Brad Niemer. They go to our church mm-hmm. as well. I've heard the names. Yeah. yeah. And they had adopted through a wonderful agency called Buckner out of Dallas. And so yeah. they had planted so many seeds along the way for adoption. But for me, I was like, I'm getting pregnant. I'm good. You know, yeah. Yeah. but God used them 
in a big way to prepare us for that. So pretty much after my surgery, we just decided let's go and get that started. So was that a long process? Because I know it can be. Yeah. Um, so we had, we had started, I can't even remember, you know, 17, 18 years ago, we'd started the process. And then once we realized, okay, this is going to have to be the direction for us because of my health, um, we finished the paperwork. That's probably the longest, but then you have to do the home study and do go through all of that. It is a process for sure. And then our waiting actually, though, there is a point where you turn everything in and you just wait. And then birth moms will come into the agency and look through profiles. Okay. And if I can tell the story really fast, yeah, I was actually go. at the gym <clears throat> doing yoga and God's just so good. I mean, I can yeah, tell you all yeah. the stories about how he's just given me little mini miracles along the way. And he does this for all of you too. You just yes, have to open yes. your eyes to see them, but I was doing yoga and I was praying. It was the end of yoga. And I was praying for our birth mom, which at this point we had no idea who it was. Yeah, yeah. We just knew that she was out there, right? She was going to find us at some point. And I was on a conference call walking into the gym. So I had my phone, which I never bring my phone with me to the gym. I think that's now, I don't know. It's, you know, almost 18 years later, but um, people do it all the time. Anyway, so I'm on the treadmill after yoga, after I've been praying for this birth mom that we didn't know. And my husband calls and he says, Hey, are you sitting down? (laughs) I was like, no, I'm on the treadmill. And he goes, there is a birth mom uh, at the agency and check this out. And she wants to meet us. And she's already had the baby. Whoa. So. Wow. 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 And instantly I knew it was a boy. Like my spirit, just the Lord told me it was a boy. And so that was a Monday. We drove up to the agency on a Tuesday, met this precious little baby and drove home with him on a Wednesday. So I was a mom. I woke up on Monday praying for our birth mom that we, that actually was sitting in the agency at that time that I was praying for her. And uh, yeah, so Wednesday we had papers signed and we were parents. Wow. That is an amazing story. Yeah. So it was about four months of waiting. That is not long. No, it is not long. Not at all. No. Wow. Yeah. So that was your son. Right. And then you have a daughter. Did you also adopted her? Yes. So that has a whole nother amazing story. And, and I will tell you that the day we brought our son home in a pink Cadillac, by the way, which was fun, (laughs) um, that was seven years to the day that I started my business. Wow. And God used my dream to be a work from home mom. You know, I thought everybody thinks their path is going to be one way. Yeah. Yeah. And then you learn, oh, wait, we're not in control, you know? And Uh, so seven years after starting my business, the Lord provided this child for us, you know? And, you know, I want to point out something too. I'm a big believer that God answers prayer. Yes. And you mentioned little miracles along the way. I think a lot of times what happens is he doesn't answer it in the way that we want or we expect. And so we don't see those little miracles. We're not. Because we're looking different places. Yes. We truly to try to tell God what to do. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. We do it all the time. But now I know, but man, he's the king of the world, you know, he is. Yeah. And he has plans and they're good. Yes, they are. We just have to. Trust him. All right. So tell me about. Okay. So got our son. Um, That was so fun. I just loved being a mama and working continue. I mean, I would do facials and he'd be in his little bouncy seat, you know, right there and, and work with my fun. Yes. So just like what we we did at my house, I did continue to work hard and achieve goals. And what's interesting is during that time of infertility, we got him in in 06. I started hitting that national sales goal in 02 
which was the year of my first miscarriage. Oh. So um, it's interesting how my business was therapeutic. Yeah, for me. I'm sure. And it just really kept my mind off of my reality, you know, yeah. and it allowed me to serve other people because people think, you know, when you're in sales, that's what you do, but you really help people. You find your, their needs and you meet them yeah. and then you, you get a relationship out of it. Right. And well, some people in sales do that. That's true. Point that that's out. That's true. Your heart has to be right. Yes. Yes. But I that said no sense. to it for so long because I thought I didn't want to be that pushy salesperson, right. that that was their focus, but I realized that's not my heart. So <clears throat> we're good. Um, okay. So then two more, I had two more miscarriages. I had one more ectopic pregnancy. My tubes were just not, that's not hard. happy. Um, and then. So we decided to adopt again and started the process this time with a local agency in Waco. It's called Nightlight Christian Adoptions. If anybody's okay. interested in adoption, please, we're going to give out my information here at the end. I love being an advocate and a helper. Yep. In fact, we're going to an adoption fundraiser tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> so always love to share our story and help others. Yeah. Um, so, and in fact, before we adopted our daughter, there were three opportunities that sort of came our way. Mm for adoption and it just wasn't right. Yeah. And so I helped even a good friend of mine's daughter um find an agency. Yeah. And yeah. So um anyway, we I was at a Bay, this isn't another crazy story, but I was at a Mary Kay function. I was about to say Baylor, up in Dallas, which is where our headquarters is, and was with a friend of mine who they are actually coming in this weekend. Um oh. she's a, a a sister director friend of mine, 12 year friendship. And we just done things together and we just always stayed connected. Yeah. Um, we just had a nice bond and I helped one of her girls move into the director position who was in Waco. We oh, train each yeah, other's yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's actually called the adoptee program, which I love. Nice. Um, so we're in the bathroom at this event that we went to every year together. And she had been posting things on Facebook, pray for us, but you, but she didn't say what, you know, you could yeah. tell it was a, a private matter. And I just said, Hey, I'd love to pray for you. What's going on. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. And she let me know that her daughter was pregnant and they were just, you know, in a state of what do we do? And I, you know, I said, wow, that's hard. And just asked if she want to parent this child, not keep, yeah, keep your language right guys. Yeah. Uh, there is proper adoption language. We can talk ah. all about that, yeah. but it's, is she choosing to parent this child or is she choosing adoption for this child? Well, we want to choose adoption. Have you found an agency? No. So I was actually in our conversation, letting her know that we had adopted our son. She did not know that. Okay. She didn't live here. Yeah. Right. So I told her all about our son, how we love his birth mom. It's an open adoption. So right. we have visits. We love her. We respect her in her role as his birth mom. And she just couldn't believe that that was possible. Cause that she was said, the thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she said, that is the only way that we would do this is if we can remain in this child's life. Yeah. And so I said, well, that's the only thing Buckner does is they only do open adoption and they work with Christian wow. families. That's all yeah. they do. So I was like, it's just down the road. We were in Dallas and, and she's like, wow, wow, wow. And then I felt a little tap on my shoulder and it was the Lord saying, this is for you. I'm getting and goosebumps. I, and <laughs> and then I said, I looked at her and I said, wait a second. I said, we're adopting again. I had temporarily forgotten. And I think the Lord allowed me yeah, to yeah. forget so that I could, she could see my heart right. and I didn't just go, give me your baby, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so for 15 minutes, we talked about my story with my son. Right. right? And so I, so I said, wait a second. I said, we're done. Like we're done and ready. We're just waiting on a match. And she said, really? And I said, yeah, I forgot. 
yeah, we both kind of giggled. We were crying at this yeah, point, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and so I said, we would be willing to work with you if y'all yeah. are willing to work with me. And she said, yes. And so long story longer, we ended wow. up meeting at a restaurant a few weeks later. We met, we had never met her, their daughter. And yeah. so we met her. She was 17. Um, she's beautiful. And that was October. And we brought home that baby in February. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that one, they're both open. We adore our birth families, yeah. both of them. We just spent a weekend with my son's birth family in Canton and then my daughter's birth and family. And I think that's so much healthier for the kids. 100%. Because yes. otherwise they have all these unanswered questions right. and there's this, yeah. there's this hole in their right. Yeah. Everybody story. deserves, everybody deserves to know their story. Yes. Yes. And I think there's nothing, in fact, I think that's kind of a grace of God thing to realize I can't parent this child. I don't have the resources, I, but I want to be sure they have a good home. And yes. I want to, I still want to be, be a part of their life. <clears throat> right. It's the most selfless thing yes. because it's the most unnatural thing. Yes. And it breaks my heart. It's like, you know, when both situations where the, that birth mom placed those babies into my arms, it's the most joy and the most sadness yeah. you've ever felt yeah. at one in one moment. Yeah. Because you're, as a mom, you're sad. You're just, well, your heart's breaking it's, for them. It's breaking. Yeah, but you can make me cry. I know. Me too. <laughs> Sorry. But you're so happy for you yes. and your yes. husband. And yes. oh but my you gosh. realize the tragedy in it. Yeah. And the joy. Yeah. But I think that's such a good example of God taking what could have been a really bad situation and turning it around right. to where there's a good outcome, not maybe the one you would have thought of or right. wanted. <clears throat> But what a great outcome. Yeah. It's, you know, taking those ashes and then yes, making beauty it from ashes. Yes. I mean, look what he did on the cross. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, we're going to be leaping back and forth. So I'm going back to when you had your stroke. Right. How severe was it? Because, you know, did you have to relearn to do things? Yeah, did you have physical therapy? Yes. No. So it was mild. Okay. Um, it was originally called a TIA, but then after oh, a yeah. transischemic uh, attack, yeah, yeah, okay, which are common in older people, you know. Yeah. Um, but then after the MRI, they I had infarcts in my brain, which are dead spots, oh. and so my doctor wow. um, died. She's like, Amy, quit calling it a TIA. It was a stroke, but thankfully, um, no. Like I, when it was happening, my left side went numb and I couldn't right. speak. It was garbled yeah. uh, speech, but, um, no, I mean, I get migraines and I get migraines with the visual, you know, the, yeah, yeah, the auras, things, right? yeah. but, um, no, thankfully. Yeah. I know. God has been watching out for you guys. Yes. <clears throat> so dealing with all of this, your physical issues and then all the adoption are, are you know, do we keep trying? Do we adopt? Mm -hmm. Did that impact y'all's relationship, you and Kevin? Gosh, such good questions. You know, infertility is a challenge for sure. Yeah. And just all the things. So he's always been just by my side. He has, he's, he's a very a good, guy. good guy. You know, we've all, every marriage has its issues, y'all. Of course. Um, we, nothing, there is no perfection. I was joking with Melissa before we hopped on and she's like, well, don't worry about it. I said, I'm an imperfectionist. So yeah, we're good. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, we've always been rooted in our faith and, yeah. um, and that's only gotten stronger over the years. And thankfully Kevin has led our family in that, you know, 
um, we, we got baptized together right uh-huh. after getting married. I grew up Lutheran. So, okay. you know, I got yeah, sprinkled yeah. Right. and he never got baptized, even though he grew up in the church. Huh. And so I know his parents divorced. I think that, you know, anywho. So yeah, he's been very willing to grow in his faith. And okay. so we're, we've been to counseling. I'm, I'll tell you anything you want to know. We've been to counseling. <laughs> we've, um, just keep growing together. We're committed every day. It's a commitment, right? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. So when you were going through all of this, you may not have been aware of it, but you were experiencing what is called compound stressors. You had Mm -hmm. all this physical disease. You're trying to get pregnant. You're trying to decide whether you adopt balancing marriage, work, all this stuff. That must have been really stressful. Yes. And so that's funny that you bring that up. So after the stroke, which I thought I was dying that day and it was my mom's birthday. So I was very horrible that's what you want i know hi mom and then you know i yeah. lost my dad uh not long before that so i just thought she's gonna be so sad you know and well, i did develop anxiety so okay. i developed panic attacks yeah understandable and, yeah, i did and uh and the very first one i didn't know what was happening i thought it was another stroke it can feel like a heart attack or something right. yeah so yeah. i was breathing into a paper sack i remember kevin ran into the bathroom and got that And then a friend of mine called me and, you know, Kevin was like, she can't talk. Uh, She's we, and I told him we might have to go to the hospital. I think this could be another stroke. And the friend told my husband, she's having a panic attack. So it was like diagnosed through a friend on the phone. And anyway, so I went to my doctor actually the next day and and got some meds for it. And I did start counseling at that point. And she called it, she uh, called it generalized anxiety disorder, disorder. yeah, GAD yeah. Mm-hmm. that I went to her, you know, and we walked through it and then she's like, anybody that has dealt with what you've dealt no with losing your dad for, yeah. you know, four miscarriages plus the, yes. the stroke would have this. Of like course. You're normal. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, good. I just needed someone to tell me that. Yeah. Sometimes we do. Yeah. We do need to hear. I mean, it's not that I'm weird, although you could be. It's just that this is how this is what happens when you go through all this stuff. Yes. My brain almost went to that fight or flight yeah. place without having it did without having a trigger. So it would downshift yeah. to the fight or flight. And I would just be sitting in a restaurant or, you know. Yeah. Well, and there could have been no triggers or there could have been triggers that were so small you True. didn't even recognize yeah. them. Because in that state yeah just about anything can set you up well and then i and then you start having that feeling of that out of body almost yeah Yeah. where the panic is coming on you know and i always felt like someone was stepping on me or choking me i didn't get sick to my stomach or anything but yeah and then you start breathing and i would always talk because that's when i knew something was really wrong when i couldn't speak so i'll say i'll just start talking to myself i know it's just weird but it's just this survival thing that we go through and yeah i had things around my house like you know the cognitive behavior therapy like uh-huh. i had positive affirmations yes, written around yes. my house and things that i would say when these feelings would come on and that's a good way to do it yeah you're retraining your brain yes, correct <clears throat> so i know that you're a christian yes you went through a lot of this stuff what are some things that you learned about god and how he works and through all of this. Let me cry. <laughs> I've got Kleenex somewhere. I can get some. Um, he's just good. You know, he's, he loves us. Yeah. Um, it's, and you know, we, we have, um, 
a 17 year old son that we adore and that we're, you know, we're walking through some things with him and like you do with every teenager. Yeah. Every teenager. Oh my gosh. All my friends, you know, we all have kids the same age and it's just interesting what kids are going through, especially since COVID. Yeah. Um, it's just, it puts you in a sweet place with him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm just grateful every day for him, for his sacrifice, for loving us the way he does. Yeah. Yeah. It's just major gratitude. I think that's what has kept me grounded is having a focus of gratitude, even through loss, you know, gosh, <laughs> there's Kleenex right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's one of those things that, you know, you said that you're, you're very grateful yes. and, and all that, but again, I think you chose to react that way. There are people who would you're not right. have chosen yeah. to react that way and would have become very angry and bitter, and, you know, victim. Yeah. Why this happened to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. why me mentality. Right. And, and I went to every, every one of my friends that were, you know, they all got married before me and they all had babies before. Me. And that's okay. That was their time, yeah. you know? And I mean, I went to a baby shower, hosted a baby shower for a friend, like two days after I found out I was miscarried, oh, but you, Amy. you do, this is, this is what you do because I knew it would be my turn. I knew, and God would honor that, you know, he would honor yeah. those, that obedience. He doesn't bless us when we're not obedient. I mean, agreed. Yeah. We have to, his, his blessings come after our obedience Yeah, and we reap, we reap what we sow and I want to sow good things. I'm a big believer in that, yeah. that what goes around comes around. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You come across, not right this minute, but no, I'm kidding. As fairly, as I am, I am strong. He is strong in my weakness, right? Isn't that a beautiful yes. too? Yes, it is. You come across as very confident and put together. So I realize that you probably don't feel that way all the time because nobody does, but yeah. that is what you project. Yeah. What are some things that, that help you be that? kind of strong, confident person. Because, you know, it's not about me. It's about how I can help and serve other people and make other people feel valued and important. And, um, you know, I believe God uses all of us if we allow him to, to do his work. And how does he do that? One way is through other people. And I want to just be available. And if I'm being weak or uh, weakness is not always bad, you know, like, no, no, it's not. But if I'm, if I'm not presenting myself the way that God, you know, my strength is through him. My yeah. strength is not my own. It's all channeled. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if I appear that way, I'm just grateful that God's allowed me to. Well, and it sounds like you make yourself available for that. For sure. Which yes. is a big, yeah. big first why, step. Why put a, a wall up to the one that created me and that loves me and that wants the best for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I'm going to switch over to your businesses. Some people would say that selling makeup isn't really helping anyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you kind of felt that way. Yeah. Or that it's kind of frivolous. I would have said that. Yes. How would you respond to that? That first of all, let's get practical. Everybody's getting it somewhere. They're buying skincare. They're buying makeup. Go to any store. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what makes us different, and this is what I had to learn through my experience in starting my business is that we are different in that we provide a relationship. We provide service. We answer your questions. We provide education. It's not just, here's a product. 
on a shelf, hopefully it'll be the right color. And you go home, you scan it at the, you know, Walgreens and you go home. So we have a whole different way of bringing a shopping experience to our clients. One of my great customers, she just texted me the other day. She says, I love working with you and shopping with you because first of all, she gets that we get the relationship. We get the communication. We want that. We are built for that. We are built for relationships, especially as women. Yes. Yes. And that's how I think Mary Kay structured yes, things. She was brilliant. Yeah. She was a believer as well. And I, she allowed God. She to. was. Yes. Yes. Oh, it was always God first, family second, career third. Always. How many companies are built that way? That are still going strong. Yeah. You know, and she was down to her last, she had $5,000 to her name. They were set to open in a month. Her husband dropped dead, literally at the breakfast table, died. Oh my! And gosh. she was a widow by herself. And everyone said, "Mary Kay, don't do it, don't do it." And her her son stepped up and said, "I'll help you." And that was this is our 60th anniversary in September. Wow! Yeah. So she was a Christian woman. She was a real person, you know, not like uh, Betty Crocker. Yeah, you know, right. Who's made up? She's a marketing. Yes, I, I knew that. Yeah. Anyway, so. I don't know how we got off on that topic. That's okay. Yeah. You were telling me too, though, about Mary Kay being one of the few companies that it's made here in America. Yes. Most cosmetics are made overseas. Most everything is made overseas. And about 2% of cosmetics are made in the U.S. We're part of that 2%. We're very proud of that. Um, We are based out of Dallas. Uh, So it is that our world headquarters is in Dallas. It's off the tollway. And we are in over 35 countries as well. So, I mean, we could talk uh, about how we are changing lives for women. I mean, even men can start their business too, but all over and in countries like China, that's a communist country. Um, And uh, and we have a Christian business that's thriving. India is thriving. Mexico, huge in Mexico. South America, we're all over, all of Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were in Spain on a trip once my husband and I were there and we were in this tiny little town in Northern Spain. And we see a little sign on a window that said, we have Mary Kay. Party. Tenemos Mary Kay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were like, oh my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. And I'm not surprised you're big in Mexico. My parents are missionaries and I yeah. grew up in Mexico and they love Mexico. They, they call it pintadita. See? I mean, you, you just yeah. don't go out without stuff on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just a very cultural thing. Yeah. So to answer your question in a very long answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Makeup makes us feel better, makes us look yes, better. You yes. know, it's, it's, in, it's here. It's essential. It's consumable. You're going yeah. to use it up and then need more. And so what I tell my clients is I become your store. You yeah. just change your store, but you get me, you get a product that's guaranteed. You get knowledge, you get all the, well, and, and a great you, price, you know, I mean, I have confidence in yes, your company for sure. that you're not putting cheap ingredients in there no. that are going to irritate my skin or, Correct. you know. Yeah. In fact, we follow the EU guidelines that it's about 1300 ingredients that are banned. Right. The European Union yeah, guidelines. Yeah. The U.S. only has about 15 ingredients. It's pretty sad. Yeah, it is. That are banned. I've heard that before. It is sad. So we have clean makeup um, and I'm, I'm confident, you know, when you do what you do. Yeah. If I'm going to come to you for hypnosis, yeah. I want to know that you're going to be able to yeah. be effective. Of course. So if you are not confident in who you are and what you do, I don't want to work with you. Of course not. Right. Yeah. So people want to do business with not overconfident. No, but people humble. who know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that addresses yeah. the other question as well. You raised a point that I hadn't thought about. And I didn't have it on my list of questions, but I'm going to ask you, are there very many male consultants? In America? There are more since COVID. Yes. Just really? because so much of the economic 
culture hmm. changed with people losing jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So we had our first national director. National is our top, top position. Yeah. And we have our first male national director. Interesting. Yeah. There was a pastor out of San Antonio that drove a pink Cadillac. Really? Yes. <laughs> Good yes. for him. I know. Hey. Good for him. It's a great business. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Tell me about your impact success coaching. What yes. is that? How did you get into oh, that? I love it so yeah. much. Um, so through Mary Kay, they are, they do such a good job training us. This is yeah. where, you know, school is never out for the pro that is learned from all of our education that we get through Mary Kay. And we have at all of our events, we have training from people that are in our company. They don't bring outside trainers. Okay. They yeah. use women who have walked the path. Right. Who've been who there. Have, yes. Yeah. And are successful. Our national directors are about 200 strong and they are just, you know, Mary, they, she calls Mary Kay's daughters. Well, she calls all of the directors. Yeah. Daughter, yeah. But anyway, so. And now sons. Uh, we got one. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that's true. Lots of Mary Kay guy directors now. Anyway, so I learned about um, just so many cool things. And I my my history as a teacher, it's all I right. ever wanted to be. I need to get you a different brand for that. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I just love teaching and I missed teaching and I would teach at my events. I used to hold weekly events with my group. Yeah. Cause you're doing training. I'm sure. too, yeah. doing training. Yeah. And so I, and then I learned about disc disc is a study of behavior style. Yes. Yes. Uh, I forgot what it stands for, but yeah, I know it's an acronym. About. Right. Yeah. And so I just developed, started going to trainings and going to trainings and then just have developed some, some things that I, offer to businesses. And yeah. yeah, yesterday I was in Lufkin, Texas, really? training a, a MHMR group there that works with early childhood education with children, you know, OT and PT and therapy and teachers. So yeah, I trained about 30 or 40 women and a couple of guys were there. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So you just developed this business yourself Yes, <laughs> on your own. Mm -hmm. Yep. So about how much time would you say you spend with Mary Kay and how much with the success impact? Yes. Yeah, so Mary Kay is my primary okay. focus. Um, and ooh, probably, I don't know, 20 hours a week. I still hold parties. I'm going to lead yeah. a party with one of my consultants today Fun. at a real estate office. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, uh, last week I think I did 12 faces, you know, you were one of them. Yeah. And I was. Uh, yeah. so I, at least 20 hours a week. So 20, maybe to 25, have some office time as well. And then impact is probably, <clears throat> I would say maybe, 10 to 20 a month. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. yesterday was a lot yeah, because the drive was right. long. Yeah. So yesterday was about almost 10 hours. Well, that brings up a good point between two businesses, being a wife and a mom. Mm -hmm. not, I mean, how do you juggle everything? I like to work. Okay. And especially the things that I do, I love. Yeah. And so which makes a difference. I just wake up and smile every day, but yes, because it's, first of all, work is a blessing. Yeah idleness yeah. is not, not what we are called to do. And so both of what I do, it, both jobs, both businesses help people. And I'm just passionate about helping people. And the beauty of all of it is I have the freedom to design yeah. my life and design my schedule. And which is nice. Yeah. I Very can nice. say no to things. Sure. Nobody's can fire me. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm going to follow all the rules of everything. So anyway, I, yeah, just, my family is my priority. It's why I started all of this. It's why I work right. hard. It's it's not for power and achievement. My motivation is my family. 
security, building, you know, college funds. And <laughs> well, and you sound like you are happier being busy. I mean, not like necessarily twenty four seven, but busyness. productive, productive, one hundred percent. And that's part of my personality style yeah. too. Yeah. So I need to be productive. See, I'm, my mental state will yeah, start. To, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. always said that I could never completely retire because I would drive myself and everybody around me crazy. I was actually thinking of you this morning when I was putting on my makeup. It's yeah. true. I think we're alike in that yeah. way. That I have to have some things yes. that are productive. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It brings us joy. Yes. And it and it's I feel yeah. better. Same. That way. Same. So God answered your prayers for healing and for children. How would you and, and that doesn't always happen, or how would you respond right. to women who are still asking? Mm. For freedom yeah. for di- disease or for children. Gosh, what yeah. what advice, if any, can you oh, give? Man. Pray, 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 yeah. pray. Get get a support group. Yes. Be surrounded by people that love you. You know, your best friends are the ones that want the best for you. Right. And a very sweet friend gave me that advice. And you can have multiple. So, sure. yeah. And stay plugged into the word, to the truth. Yeah. Don't buy into what the world wants to tell you. And practically, like I've got a unit member now who's, has struggled with infertility for a while and, you know, be proactive, yeah. get the tests, right. find right. out what's wrong. Um, talk to the doctors. If it's yes. not working for you, like, I mean, I had my fallopian tubes flushed out. I, my husband, of course, we had him checked all the things, you know, and um, then we chose the adoption route. You know, we were very proactive. Right. And yeah. I think that's a big one too. Don't just yeah. sit there and be a victim. Correct. And if, if God wants it, I mean, listen, God is all powerful. He can do whatever he yeah. wants, but you know, we have to take that step. He says he will light our path, but what if we're not even on it? And that's a good point. I think you had mentioned this before. Obedience has to come first Correct. before being blessed. Yes. yes. We want to be blessed without bothering with obedience or working or yes, yes. Lord send people that want Mary Kay to my front door, but I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. No, that's not how it works. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it yeah. definitely does not. Yeah. Um, were there any Bible verses that were particularly helpful for you? Oh, yes. Well, Romans 8, 28 is my son's verse when we dedicated him at church. And that's, you know, all things happen for good. For those who love God. And that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't just happen for good. Uh -uh. That's yeah. We forget that part. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be. For those who love God and are something according to his purpose. purpose. Right. I don't remember all right. of them, but we're yeah. called, we're called, we're called according to his purpose. purpose. Yeah. So the key in is that it is you have to be living in that relationship yeah. with him, abiding with him. Right. That's yoked with yes. him. It's not like every now and then throwing up, up a, Hey, what's up? <clears throat> um, <laughs> it's true. And then my daughter's is uh, Isaiah 43, 19. And I should have written it down. I don't have it perfectly memorized, but it's, um, it's where, do you not see what I'm doing? You know, where there's a way in the wilderness. I'm creating yes, rivers yes, in the yes, desert. Yes. Yes. Is that where the, I'm doing a new thing? Yes. Have yes. you not seen, have yes. you not heard? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something like it's that. Isaiah yeah. 43, 19. That I love that. So good to me. That just speaks to me. That's yeah. our, I love there. Isaiah old Testament, but man, so yeah, yeah. full of just truth and prophecy. So let's end this part on a positive note. Tell me some good things about Kevin, about your son and about your daughter. Okay. Well, you know, um, we love Jesus. That's a good one. Kevin and I have a load of fun. We laugh about silly stuff all the time, probably too much. We actually get on our kids' nerves because we are <laughs> goofy and silly. And sometimes I love just that. going, oh my gosh, y'all. 
Um, we love sports. Kevin and I, we love college football. If it is on, we don't care if it's Boise state and Utah, we don't like if we want to watch it. Uh, and thankfully that's probably why we're still married because. And at uh, least you're both like-minded. Yes. See, my late husband loves sports and I could care less. So, oh, okay. you know, yeah, it, that would, uh, yeah. now yeah. he's a little more intense than me, but, um, <clears throat> and then our kids, this, our joy, you know, teenagers are not my favorite. I'm going to be honest yeah, with that. Yeah. I love him. Um, but man, I think someone told me once that it, when they go to college, you're, you're kind of thankful. And say, yeah, yeah. You through a lot before that. Well, and they learn a lot then too. True. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so. the real world. You know, um, my daughter is precious and nine and, you know, I'm an older mama and I've had people ask me if I'm her grandma and that's oh. why I pile on the eye cream and the vitamin C. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not her grandma. I'm her mom. I could be, I'm old enough. Um, but you know, we just love our story. It's, it is our story and we yeah. don't sit around and whine about why yeah. this didn't happen yeah. and why that. And, and, you know, this life is a short one and yeah. And my husband is like three years from the day, the, the age that my dad passed away. So, you uh, know, you just have to be very sobering. Yeah. And just appreciate every day. Absolutely. You know? And that's, that's we a travel good a lot and not crazy. Like, but like, we'll go to fun little, Texas has so many fun things to yeah, go to. We'll go to yeah. Granberry. We'll go to Horseshoe Bay is my favorite place in the world. We'll go to San Antonio. I love, I love San Antonio. Yes. I want to go to Canton. Have you been to that big sale? That they- you know, I'm not a big shopper, but okay. we were just in Canton two weeks ago. Cause that's my son's where my son's birth grandparents. Oh, okay. Birth right. Right. You lives. did. I knew you had said yeah. something about Canton and it was even going on, but we did. <laughs> I know I'm not a big shopper. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you want to contact Amy, it is www.maryk.com slash, and it's A-M-I-E-K-E-L-L-Y. And Facebook, you are Amy, how do you pronounce Mersinger. Mersinger Kelly. That's right. They can get a hold of you there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to give a fun fact about Waco. Like I always do. Um, Waco, I just found out, and I need to do this, has a fixer upper tour. The, so cool. the van tours? I guess. Yeah, I've done it. It's fun. It is fun. Okay. Yeah. They have a local guide. You explore some of the neighborhoods, the houses, right. shops, landmarks, and everything that had been featured on the HGTV show Fixer Upper yeah. with Chip and Joanna Gaines. In fact, when I I moved here in 2014, and when I said I was going to Waco, like everybody I knew said, oh, that's where they do Fixer Upper. Yeah. Yes, yes, I know. Yep. Yep. Um, it's good, though. It's a good thing to be known for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, there is a stop at Clint's shop, the woodworking, mm-hmm. and, uh, sometimes you can even go inside one of their homes for, from the show. Uh, they also stop at Harp Design and JDH Iron Design. And I love the, the mm-hmm. iron stuff. Yeah, that's right across from Magnolia now. He, okay. He's putting in, I don't think it's open yet, but, um, from the Jimmy Don. Jimmy yeah. Jimmy Don. Don. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right across the street on eighth street from Magnolia. where the, where the silos are. Yes, the, but it's the new section where the yeah, church, yeah. you know, it's just right there. Yeah. I did not know that. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I love his stuff. The tour lasts about two and a half hours. The cost is $44. And I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to take it. It's fun. We had a good time. And it would be fun with somebody coming in to Waco to visit. Yes. I think yes. it would be a fun thing yeah. to do. We had some friends. My friend's uh, family came from Seattle. Yeah. And so, yeah, they loved it. Yeah. yeah. So if y'all are fixer upper fans and you come to Waco, you need to do the tour. Okay, so along with this podcast and Waco Hypnosis Center, I'm available for public speaking. If you're interested in having me for an event, you can contact me through my website at www.drmelissarich.com or email me at 
info at drmelissarich.com. So if y'all enjoy this podcast, I think Amy was amazing. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Yes. You could do uh, one or more of the following, write a review, share an episode or follow. And I would appreciate any or all of these. Thank you all. girl. 25. This is is episode 25. Yes, it is. I know. So uh, enjoyed it. Thank you all for coming and uh, see you all next time. Bye.